0: Welcome to Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn how to master our love life, our relationships, and our sexualities. I'm Lucia Gabriela, your host, and today we have an incredible speaker. Her name is Dr. Leslie Beth, and the topic of today is about training your love intuition for Valentine's Day. For all of amazing audience that is getting ready for Valentine's, this is the topic and the episode that you don't want to miss. So, before we dive deep into the topic and learn more about Leslie Beth, um, let's just know that she is a nationally honored licensed clinical psychotherapist, researcher, ah, <laughs> researcher, and author specialized in teaching people how to trust their love judgment. So, thank you, Leslie Beth, for
1: joining us today into this amazing uh, day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you know, everyone calls me by my nickname L.B. I'm from the south part of the United States. And sometimes you get those long names put together and everyone messes it up. So please just call me L.B. It's fine.
0: Thank you, L.P. My name is Lucia Gabriela, so I hear you when yes, people right. try, to, try right. to say my whole name, and I'm yes. like, I do like Lucia Gabriela, so I yes. so appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. So to all our, our audience right now that are watching today, uh, how do you start this journey of teaching people how to love themselves and also how to trust and love judgment?
1: Well, let's start with addressing the issue of intuition. A lot of people think that intuition is sort of like, woo-woo, you know, crazy stuff, and they feel embarrassed to say that they trust their intuition, or even that they have intuitive signs that I call tells. So let me just set the record straight. Intuition is real. There are well-known, famous researchers, I'll just name a couple, John Cunius and Mark Beeman, who discovered in their research of brain activity that when people's intuition is correct, a portion of the brain on the right side, just above your ear and slightly behind it, gets activated. Now, I find that fascinating. I really do. And secondly, the Nobel Prize winner, Um, He's a well-known, obviously world-renowned researcher. His name is Daniel Kahneman. He is an expert in intuition. He says that it is one of the most important keys you can have to making sound judgments because so many of our decisions in everything, large decisions, small decisions, you can make lists and lists and lists, but what it comes down to is some little click inside you that says, I'm going with this. So that is a portion of how your intuition works.
0: Beautiful. I'm so glad that you brought um, these beautiful scientific data in some levels because I remember one of my uh, sociology uh, classes, uh, the teacher was saying that intuition is not real. And I was like, yeah, 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 right? And I was like, I could not believe that actually she was saying that there was no scientific data showing that intuition is actually real in sociology. And I was like, well, I wouldn't say like everybody can teach whatever their perspective is, but I am sure I know that intuition is, is real because I live it, I embody it. And like, yes, I may have not been aware of that data that you just shared, but I'm so glad that you did because it's like, yeah, most people, sh- you know, like if a lot of people think that if they don't hear it coming from like science, it's not real. So if we cannot
1: measure it. It's not real. But I'm glad that that data is out there now. And there's more of it. There's a a professor at Yale University in the United States. His name is John Bark. And the Department of Psychology gave him a whole cognition lab that includes integrating decision-making with intuition. So there is plenty of foundation to give credence to the fact that intuition is real And very, very important. And my area of interest is helping people trust their love intuition. Because I found from my research, uh, you know, I have the mind and soul of a researcher. I I don't need closure. I don't need quick answers. And it's very important to me that my audience, my listeners, my um, psychotherapy clients, and readers of my books can trust that what I say to them can indeed be trusted because it is based on solid research principles and on tips and exercises that I've tested and refined over years and years and years of working with thousands of people. So that is really, really the the a soul of what I offer. And I found that when people have love problems, one of the things they say to me is, oh, I should have trust my judgment. You know, I knew not to go out with this person. I knew not to go back to their apartment or I knew not to accept that date and, and more dates and more dates. I knew it was never going to work out. Why did I do that? So that's how you have to pay attention to your intuitive tells. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. So, so how can people, you know, I feel like sometimes it's kind of like a lack of, Uh, of trust for themselves like we don't trust ourselves so much uh, in wisdom like there's such a this like self-sabotage and talk and and these old patterns so what would be the first thing that you will recommend people uh to to start in a journey of trusting more
1: who they are their wisdom the intuition Okay, there are two key steps for starters. These are beginning steps. And if we had a lot of time, we could actually, you know, do a workshop and take people through these steps. But the first one is know your unique intuitive tells. Your intuition and the kind of like signs that they give you is as unique as your fingerprints. So know what they are. The most common one is your tummy flip-flops or gets a twinkle or something. And the reason for that is there is a major superhighway of n- neurons that connect your brain to your gut. And these neurons connect with all kinds of microbes in your stomach that connect to your central nervous system, to your brain. So that's why most people experience their intuition as a gut instinct, but not Everybody does. So you need to find out what your intuitive fingerprints are. So mine, for example, feel like a giant stop sign just rammed into me here and thumped on my chest and said, don't go, girl, don't do that. Mine come not as do things, but as warnings, don't do things. Other people hear a voice in their head that says, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, this is a bad date to go on or yes, 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 this is okay, this is a good person, some people feel, you know, twingles in their arms. I call them twingles. That's like a a, a mix of tingle and a tweak, okay? Twingles. (laughs) It's an invented word. So, But that's what people do use to describe what they're feeling, a, a twingle. So I want you to pay attention to those. And if you can't think of it, think back on some other times when your intuitive tells kicked in. Where did they come from on your body? Did your legs start to shake? Did you feel uh, like a slam on your head? Is it from outside your body as mine are? Or did you feel it in your gut? So those are really important. And some people feel their heart skip a beat that says, something's wrong, something's wrong. That sort of um, flight or fight feeling that comes from your amygdala. So number one, know your intuitive fingerprint signs. Secondly, mm, and this, this is what you said, that you are the first person that I, I've been talking to about intuition who picked up the, this concept really quickly. Why do we get these intuitive tells and we don't heed them? So why is that? That's really your homework to do. We miss these intuitive tells and we dismiss them because they don't match our emotional comfort zone when it comes to dealing with a person. So let me give you an example so that people can have a concrete idea. Let's pretend that you just broke up with someone who was really controlling, ran your life, told you what to cook, what to wear, what not to wear, how to wear your hair, how to behave in public, how to eat, Everything just controlled your life, made all the major decisions for you. And sometimes this doesn't have to be evil. It can be a benevolent attempt. But nonetheless, the way you feel in that relationship is that you didn't have any say. So eventually it piles up that you feel like you're the incredible shrinking person and you don't have any voice. You almost are disappearing and you break up. And then the mistake sets in you say to yourself, no more people like that. No more. I'm not going with people like that. I'm going to choose someone who's really easy to be with and very agreeable. And so you choose someone. And there's nothing wrong with someone who knows how to take charge. There's nothing wrong with someone who has an agreeable part to their personality. But what happens is that Often, because you had such a bad experience with someone who is a take-charge person, you overcorrect your mistake and choose someone who's got no spine and just agrees to everything. And again, for a while, this feels wonderful. Oh, they're so easy to be with. But what happens is a crisis occurs. You get sick family member gets sick, you lose your job, your house. Think of all the world disasters that have happened, how easily that can occur. And that easily nice going person can't step up to the plate. And suddenly you realize, I don't want someone who's too agreeable. So now you're stuck. So that is one of the first things to pay attention to is that comfort zone that can fool you because you don't have your eyes open to the concept of too muchness in someone, too agreeable, too controlling, or too unagreeable, too disagreeable, and too unable to take charge. Does that make sense? Mm.
0: Yes. i <sighs> soaking it in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Usually we invite our community to take notes and also to uh, resonate, you know, uh, just open themselves up to resonate with what comes in and he's like, ah, open up and just listen <laughs> Listen from a place of like, wow, this is very interesting. It kind of
1: makes sense on many levels. Uh, I love it. Thank you. So let me give a quick um, cheat sheet for what I just said. All right. Pay attention to the concepts when you're on your dates of the too muchness factor that, oh, this person is too agreeable, too controlling, too much talking about him or herself. The too muchness. A good way to check it out is, are your beginning dates with someone, with a person who wants to show off how much they know? They'll take you to the nicest restaurant. They'll wave hi to the maitre d' to let you know how important they are. Mm -hmm. They'll make sure they walk in and go, is my booth ready? You know, people who just, you think at first, oh, this is a really important person. Boy, am I ever lucky. But it's too much. It's too muchness. I once had a boyfriend, a serious boyfriend whom my parents loved dearly, and he would pop up and down to pull the chair out for me to sit at the table, and he'd order for me, and he'd call the wine steward over, and I used to think... Does he think a camera is on him? This is like too much. So pay attention to that too muchness. Get that little intuitive question in your head. Is this a too muchness factor? And the other side of the too muchness is, is this person too passive? Have they told me nothing about themselves? Have they agreed to do everything I want on these dates? Do they even have a voice? So that's one good step. Look at the too muchness or the too littleness factor. And the second thing is pay attention to when you've overcorrected your past pattern. So when you've sworn off someone who was one way and you've decided to choose a person who's another way.
0: Mm. Yeah. When you're talking about like um, recognizing the too much of the little of, you know, the too, too much of the passive, do you find that um, this is a great uh, concept, but do you feel that sometimes people can take it too extreme and then self-sabotage themselves because they are actually, uh, because we know are based on these um, self-fulfilling prophecies right that if we're going to be looking for something we're going to we're going to see
1: it find it yes
0: we're well, yes. going to find it right so yes do you feel like this concept could be uh people are going to have to actually uh tap in into the intuition and know when is when to enjoy themselves in a date and not to overthink it or look so much because then they then you become
1: too uh chaotic at some yes. levels Yes. Good point. So yes, you want to be in the present moment, but your intuition is never turned off. Even if you're doing something else, it, it stays on. Okay. There's no off button. So what I recommend you do is the following things. Number one, Um, Get up and say to your date, "I, I need to go to the restroom, or oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you, I have to call my mom, she hasn't been feeling well, just give me a few minutes, I'm sorry. Go into the restroom or pretend to go outside, you know, use her cell phone or whatever, and say to yourself, what am I thinking about this person? What am I feeling about this person? Are my intuitive tells coming to me? my usual pattern, where do they come from, what's floating in my head, what am I feeling, do an intuition body check, check to see what what's going on, and pretend that you're with your best friend, and you are saying to your friend, pretend the date's over, and you've got your best friend on the phone, and you're saying, everything seemed good, but you know, I'm a little concerned that, and see what comes out of your mouth, okay, and then kind of, You know, go back to the date and just be present in the moment. But those little tiny breaks in your time together really help you. So that's the first thing to do. The second thing to do is when the date is over, unless it's been horrible and someone has treated you miserably and told you you were stupid or something... Go out on a second or possibly even a third date to test your intuitive judgment. The goal of dating is not to find the one. The goal of dating should be to test your intuition, to test your judgment. And that's how you build confidence in yourself so you don't dismiss or miss out on these tells. Mm.
0: I love it. Well, I love so many aspects of this because in one level, I feel like uh, what I think I'm hearing is that um, we have to be really conscious when we go on a date, really fully present and conscious, and not just uh, be in a cloud that we're like, oh, thank yes. you. Man. Yes, oh, like, yes, oh, yes, so wonderful. yes, no. <laughs> yes, yes, to, totally. You have to be present, not just in your dreams, but in like mind, body, heart, and soul. And, and a mind is a part of a, who we are. And we must honor and respect those aspects of ourselves. And And be really conscious and focused uh, of yes. what's happening and, and very uh, level of uh, discerning, right? Like that yes. the aspect of being intuitive and also being discerning and also uh and there's so much that is so yummy and delicious in here that I'm definitely inviting everyone to review these episodes because it's so much here uh and yes and the aspect of like the practice of learning to know who we are and what yes. we stand for and what it feels good in ourselves is that practice that many times yes. we take for granted and then uh, we oh, just sure. we just uh don't like i love one aspect of uh, abraham hicks usually say like usually we don't do the things that are the most important which is like tune in with ourselves because that's the most important here and and then we get caught up in the out you know the crazy external things that are not important but we think that important but that true connection here is what actually is the most precious for us to work on and practice. So I appreciate what you're sharing with us today.
1: Thank you for that, because sometimes people dismiss intuition and don't realize that you can be present and be aware of your intuition. I mean, think about the times that you talk to someone or you give a talk. You're aware of the present moment, but you also have things going on in your mind. So it's not like you can only do one thing at a time. So here's some other tips that you can use. Let's say that you're going on a date with someone and this person is like well-known or very successful or wealthy or can help you in your career or is very handsome or beautiful whatever and your heart is just pounding pounding all through your chest i mean it's like it's like your heart has taken up the entire body of you and so it's pounding and pounding that means you're too excited about this date you've given it too much importance and that can cloud your intuition because mm. you think you've hit the jackpot have gotten the brass ring this is your ticket to an easy life or 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 to be loved and found special so you've got to calm that down you've got to say to yourself let me see if my excitement about being with this person really matches the experience of being with this person. And that's where you want to check that too muchness or too littleness level. Very important. And if that doesn't work, the other one that a lot of my workshop participants really like doing is go to the bathroom, pretend to take a phone call or make a phone call that you have to make, and say to yourself if this person were an animal what animal do i think they would be and a lot of people like to use dogs because there's so many breeds you know there aren't that many breeds of lambs or something you know but so is this person a a little puppy are they a little cocker spaniel is this a little obedient little tiny or is this a dalmatian dog or other animal does this person remind me of and that kind of gets you out of your consciousness away from words and into visuals which are very very powerful
0: Hmm.
1: thank you i'm like as, as
0: much as you're sharing My heart is like, it's so exciting, but it's like that, not pumping, pumping, but it's like so joyful. And so like, yeah, orgasmic. (laughs) It's like, yeah, this is beautiful wisdom to be shared with our community. Really, 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 really important to to be conscious, aware, to to have these little um, practices that help you to trust yourself deeper and also ch- that that hope you to become more confident because i feel like one of the issues that many people have when they go on a date or when they are in a relationship is the confidence level and in confidence level if like if the intuition is not fully present and then un- honoring their intuition the confidence can be you know it cannot be there at all or it can be very little so there's something that you have to say about the confidence and intuition or, or something that you want to mention around that
1: yes well part of going out on a date again and maybe even again or maybe again and again is to build that confidence because one of your goals one of your top goals on going out with someone again is not to see if you're going to fall madly in love not to see if um oh chemistry kicks in chemistry is very overrated the goal of going out again with someone of course is to see if you like each other, but the other foundation of it is to see if your sense of this person, your take on them, your intuitive judgment so far is accurate. And when you go on these other dates, please don't go on some wow, wow, wow romantic date. Keep your dates, I call them un-dates, make them close to real life. That's how you get to know a person. Don't go back to his or her apartment. Don't bring them to yours. You know, go on a hangout date. Go to a local place that you like. Stay away from things that aren't part of your ordinary life. Because no matter how special this person is, if you find some someone who you know really matches for you, most of your life is going to be spent doing kind of boring ordinary things. So, you know, hang out with his or her friends. Bring your friends and, and go to wherever you like to go—pizza, sandwich, coffee shop—and just kind of see what it would be like to be in a daily mode with this person. That's what you want to do, you know. Try to avoid those, you know, exclusive events because you're going to be getting to get stars in your eyes and you're going to have those twinkles all the time. So, you know, pay attention. So those are the ways you build your confidence. In your judgment, because that's ultimately your best tool. Oh, delicious. Delicious. And you're so right on
0: point that create dates where we are in our original real life, right? Like that's that authentic for us and not just the big fantasies. Oh, I'm going to bring you into, yeah, I don't know, like jump right. from the airplane. Thing. Right, right, right. right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and sort of things like that because... Um, understanding who we are like in time, like we're going to have this resentment and this regret and we're going to have all these mixed emotions because how, you know, this person was so beautiful, wonderful. When I met him, he was incredible. He used to take me to all these amazing dates and all this beautiful food and we used to do this and this and that and like a year into the relationship it's like, he's not doing that anymore. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) the whole like, your heart's like Ah! But it's like that ego part of it. like I feel like it's like the ego, the dissolution of the ego is like oh boy. But uh, yeah, it's so important to trust our intuition and to trust our, ourselves at a deeper level and, and come from a place of like integral, like be integrative and congruent with everything, not just let the emotions lead or not just let the mind lead because either one. I feel like we get we get screwed up, right? Like if they, we go way too emotions and we don't have this part of our brain like mine, universal mind also working for us, is we can be in a chaotic relationship, end up in a toxic relationship. Um, so it's really, really important
1: what you're sharing with us. Thank you. You said a really important word, the word amazing. You know, I would like people to go on dates and not come home and go, it was amazing, because because that just clouds your brain. It it stimulates your whole system of attachment, and suddenly you find yourself feeling that you want to be closer and have more of a person because you had one of those too muchness dates. So be careful of that. Bring it down to daily level. Hang out with someone. One of the things that I recommend to people who are in my workshops is run errands together. Hey, do you mind after we have coffee, um, let's stay together and hang out a little bit. I have a couple errands to run. Why don't you come with Watch what that person does when you go to the grocery store and you're saying, you're going, should I have this grapefruit or this one or this melon, which one? And, and, and the person's going, oh, pay attention to those things. <laughs> see if someone's going to join you and say, hey, teach me how to pick a melon. I don't know how to do that. And you know, Does someone work with you? That's what you want to see. You don't want someone who's cool in their heels and is already annoyed with you because you've got quirks. The other thing to do is don't hide your quirks. If you're someone who likes food a certain way and you want the waitress or the wait person to know, you know, I don't want this and I don't want, be you. Because what you want to see is how that person reacts to your little quirks. So don't dress up. Don't put your best foot forward. Put your normal feet forward.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I'm looking at the like this is it is amazing me (laughs) amazing (laughs) to me. Amazing. I'm like, whoa (laughs) is um I I sure love that, you know, uh The whole interaction of going to do errands together and a date or something like that. But people will be asking, like, you know, the first date, isn't that weird? (laughs) It's like, you know, know, when I used to date, I'm in a relationship, but I used to date, I used to just go for coffee, not for coffee, for tea uh, at Starbucks, usually. And I would pay my own meals because I just want to see the, you know, the interaction and just have conversations and all that. So I would never go in those like, wow, wow. As scenarios but it, that's why I got into a toxic relationship because I was wow from the beginning um and 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 yeah it totally resonated with you but when do you feel that that the whole errand uh they can go on the first day second day third day <laughs> it's like when
1: and any time Let's say that you meet for coffee at Starbucks and you really like being with person, but you you know you've got to pick up your dry cleaning. You go, look, I'm really enjoying our time together. Why don't we hang out? I, I've got to go pick up my dry clean. They close at noon. Uh, let's, let's come with me and then we'll go take a walk in the park or go stroll somewhere. And, you know, um, I have another favorite place that I like. Oh, there's this little shop that I want to show you. Do you like artwork or do you like camping gear? Do you like whatever? Fill in the blanks. I want to show you something. So, Integrate it as though as though this person or someone you knew a long time and who you feel comfortable with. Again, make your dates I call them undates. Make them resemble real life. Don't don't and also don't wear your fanciest best outfit. You know, particularly on a casual date, wear the clothes you normally would wear. Okay, maybe a slightly better top, but you know. Just be you, because how are you going to trust that someone can deal with the real you if you're going to hide it?
0: Mm. And how about the first impressions, though? Like everybody always, think, because we interview many also and talk about a date and going you know, online dating and all that stuff. Um, there's an aspect of like first impressions counts, right? Like even in like, we know that even in marketing, like you have three seconds to, yes, you know, to get somebody in the door, right? um so how how do you you want to talk a little bit more about that because we're gonna be a real stuff right And also we just you know you know polish up a little bit right um, How can be that productive or counterproductive for somebody?
1: Well, pick an environment for a date that makes you feel comfortable if you' if your first date is the gala something or other, you know, and and you've got to wear this gown that you haven't worn in years you're not sure if you look good in it it doesn't fit and you know and you don't know what everybody else is wearing that could just wow that that could make you incredibly uncomfortable and sometimes you can't avoid that that's your first date but in general if you have some agreement as what the date might be like, try to make it something that feels comfortable to you. Hey, I love our local Italian place. It's really great. Why don't we just go there? And cause I love it. I want you to try their pizza or let's go to this French restaurant. It's not a fancy one. It's, but they make the, the best soup. I mean, try to make your dates setting something that makes you feel comfortable. And that's a good way to start.
0: So, we're talking about ourselves now. It's like these like uh, creating a date where we are our authentic self and that uh, we're pretty much like, um, I don't like to use the word testing, but like we are observing and we feeling what's going on. Uh, how about the other portion? Like, what right about the other person has also some kind of like um, uh, a plan or has some desire to do this or that? Like, how do you? Um, invite that like how do you that the whole negotiation aspect of it because it's not going to be all about me also you know i want to be able to see if the other person has something that they want to add into
1: the day like co-create it together absolutely that's why i'm saying you can't always know what your first date's going to be like when someone says to you would you like to be my date to the big gala event what are you going to say no <laughs> you know no, of course but You know, afterwards, let's say that there's some place you can go afterwards. You know, a lot of people feel stuck when they find that the hour is getting late, but they still want to stay with their date. And that's when they get stuck into going back to each other's house place don't do that you know hotel lobbies and hotel bars are basically open almost all night long go sit and talk that would be a good way to do it other things if the date isn't one of those big you know wowie dates you could say well um what do you like to do you know what, what would be fun for you and if he and if he or she says well I have this uh, sailboat and you go oh no I get seasick on the water I, I, I ain't going on no sailboat speak up don't tough it out you know again be you say to yourself and say to yourself again and again and again don't put out a false self self do not do that be as you say authentic and you can say you know I'm not so good on the water. I get seasick a lot. What else can we do? Let's brainstorm together. Beautiful. Yes, yeah,
0: so many yummy, 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 delicious um, tips and practices for all of our viewers. that uh, They're going to go on a date for Valentine or before and after, like really, really valuable information. So I really honor you. I
1: appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, thank you. Because Valentine's Day is especially tricky, you know. It's out there—the flowers, the candy, the the ugly jewelry that's advertised on TV. I, I mean, it's just. Yeah, you know, I I remember one time saying to my husband, "Don't you ever buy me anything like that? You know, please don't." So you decide. Um, there are some things you can do if you're single on the holidays, on the Valentine's Day. Don't fret about it. Don't get depressed about it. And don't fool yourself into saying, oh, it's just a stupid holiday. You know what? The holiday is out there. It's in the air. Don't pretend to fool yourself into thinking it doesn't affect you. It does. It's there. Okay? Sort of like January 1st. You can't say, oh, it's a stupid day. No, it's. It is out there and you absorb it. So why don't you call all your single friends, have them meet you in your favorite local bar, and ask each person to bring another single friend, preferably of the opposite sex, so you have a mixed group and just hang out together, get to know each other. You could do that in your local restaurant or bar. You could meet at one person's house. Other things that some of my clients have done ahead of time is that they have gotten a few people together who are single, they invite someone who is single, and they identify a charity that could use their help. One of the more popular ones is calling your local soup kitchen and say, we'd like to serve soup and make Valentine cookies for the people at the homeless shelter. So now you're doing community service. You're with a lot of other single people. And after you're done, you go to either someone's house or to a local bar and you've met all these new people. So take take action. Don't just lump out. Because Valentine's Day is a good way to give yourself a a kick in the butt to do something that gets you out of your slump.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Thank you. So how can we, uh,
1: how our audience can reach out to you and learn more from your work? Well, please go to my website, which is lovevictory.com. And you will see that there are two things that you could do. On the right-hand side, there's a place to sign up if you send me your email and you'll receive three gift books. I will then put you on my list to receive free podcasts, free hangouts, um, free material. Secondly, at the very top, flashing red lights, it says um, training your love intuition workshops. Click on that, and you'll see that I have workshops. They're not expensive. See if there's one that might help you, and they're all based on my research and tested tips. So those are two things that if your listeners and viewers want to continue with this and boost their intuition, and I also want you to know that from the age of about four, I knew that I was very intuitive, and I've had not only a mentor all my life who raised me, who was really intuitive. Her name is Daisy, but I also was trained by a a very internationally known person in how to cultivate my intuition, and that's important for me to have your viewers and listeners here because you just don't know whom to trust all the time.
0: Yeah, so important to uh, trust yourself, have trust the intuition, trust that gut and that feeling, and yes. and create your life from that place. Because it's really um, from life experience, like when you get yourself lost and and you stop trusting and you just block that part of you, yes. you start creating a life that is not juicy, delicious, or You start yes. creating a life that is painful, and there's yes. so much you know illusions, and separation. And and gain, gaining that trust here, and feeling into your body, feeling like you mentioned the whole aspect of the somatic part of recognizing where your intuition feels and expand or contract, like what it looks like, uh, what it tastes. Sometimes you can taste, sometimes you can smell. Yes. You know, yes, like that's right. And it's like just say, like the the tingles, right? The <laughs> twinkles. <laughs> and and yeah, it's so so important for for us to to learn to tap into that and i love that you mentioned it because and you bring in this work because it is actually i interview many many amazing speakers and also gone to so many events and actually intuition is like not really talk much you know people talked about like getting to your body you know the body stuff, which is part of intuition but yes it's not really specific like not people don't talk much of it you know we talk about energy or sensual energy or sexual energy or arousal we we talk about the the mind and you know filtering the thought and we talk about like aligning with ourselves feeling good feeling bad and and trusting of feeling and but there's something about the word intuition that many times people get shut off and 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 even though that it's connected with a feeling or thought and everything, it's like it seems like somehow it is put in a corner. Uh, just the whole concept of it, like you know, it seems like there's a social conditioning about intuition that it makes people be, makes people, uh, makes people feel that they are um, they're gonna be persecuted if they trust intuition so much. So, thank you for doing the work that you do doing and and helping people to gain and trust intuition at a deeper
1: level well you use it all the time as i said you can't turn it off the answer is in you you just have to find ways to get to it and then to learn to trust it and do we have time for one uh, last tip okay so uh, i mentioned a while ago the concept of chemistry how many times have you and your listeners and viewers said you know i didn't want to go out again with them there was no chemistry you know Do away with that notion of chemistry for a while, because chemistry, those feelings can be very strong, but they could be wrong, because you could have an attraction to someone who isn't good for you. So that's why I want you also to look back on your dating patterns. I don't think in terms of types of people. We're not types. What we do is we get into relationships, and we either do um, one of two things. Imagine here's a tip. Make a plus sign with your fingers. This strong one, the one that's standing up and down, the top of it is someone who has too much say in the relationship. The bottom part of that continuum is someone who has too little say. So you want to look at that. Is someone trying to control you or are you trying to control someone? Now let's look at this one, Okay, the one that goes across. This end is someone's very warm. In fact, they're so warm that they're clingy. Oh, my God, they're like a puppy. I can't go from one room to my house to the other, okay? And at this far end is someone who is cool. They don't have a lot of time for you. They're very busy and they haven't called you in three weeks. And honey, I've been thinking about you, but I've been traveling. So what you want as an ideal way is something that's somewhere in the middle between these two continuums. So that is a pattern Grid to look at rather than looking at, they're not my type. And forget about chemistry because you can have chemistry, a feeling of strong attachment for someone who isn't good for you. So do away with that for a while. And as a very, very quick example, my husband um, was my, at the time that I met him, was my boss. And I was a clinical director of a large um, outpatient, uh, out psychotherapy clinic. Um, all over the um, city of Boston, we had like four or five offices. And so we had to meet a lot, because I had to talk to him about some of the people we were treating, about the other therapists who were part of the um, organization, and how they were doing, and all kinds of things. So over the course of a year, now we're both single, so there was no nothing hanky-panky going on. Um, over the course of a year, we got to know each other. And Trust me, I'm being honest to God, true. When I first met the director of this organization, my husband, I thought, no, this isn't, I, ugh, I don't like him personally. I mean, yeah, he's really good at what he does professionally, but I, I didn't find any affinity towards him. But by the time I got to know him and meet his family and we shared common values and sense of humor and what we wanted out of life. So I remember one day, uh, I was standing in the main office area, and I was going to my mailbox to get some messages. And um, the director, my future husband that I didn't know was going to be my future husband, walked in. And it was almost like um, Tinkerbell sprinkled stardust all over me. And I fell towards the little mailbox. I gripped it, and I said to myself, almost out loud, oh, my God, I'm in love with my boss. I mean, mm-hmm. it came as a, whoa. And I go, well, I'm not doing anything about it because this is a great job and I'm not messing where I work. But he felt the same thing. In fact, he felt his, those feelings towards me from the very beginning. I felt zero. And he said to me, would you like to go with me? with my friends to Martha's Vineyard. I know you've always wanted to go there. And it's be me and um, friends. And it'll be strictly, you know, on a friendly colleague basis. You'll have your own bedroom, your own bathroom. And I said, sure. So we went for the long weekend. Zero happened between us, just friends. But he wrote me a note that following Tuesday in my mailbox that said, we have to talk. I can't take it any longer. I have to let you know how I feel. And so we went and talked and, well, the rest is history. (laughs) So, But that's a story of how your chemistry attraction doesn't have to be kicked in right away. And it is not your most reliable sign.
0: I totally agree with that. It's, It's also the way that with my personal partner, that's how we started because even when people look at like, Oh, what it is that that person, when you go dating, oh, he's not my type. He's not my look. He's not this, he's not that. I tell you that my partner is not my type, like if I put it that way of like the look. But, you know, we got together as like connecting each other as, it, you know, as individuals, people, as human beings and hanging out and being friendly in, and just being there for each other uh, before anything happened, before this whole chemistry, right? Like I didn't, didn't have that chemistry. And uh, my daughter is in Twitter because my daughter said, like, is he gonna be living with us? <laughs> and I was like, we were like, No, we just friends, and I'm like, they're not even there yet, you know, and, and I didn't even think anything of it. And all of a sudden, like months go by, like four or five months go by, and all of a sudden these whole connections and build up was growing, and and like one day, zoom, like like, like you mentioned, like the whole aspect of like well this whole attraction and i can say that is one of my relationship that i have felt that i am being treated as a as a as a goddess as a queen right like that is is not we didn't connect because we had that chemistry at the beginning we didn't connect because we had uh anything that is superficial but we connected because we had the same uh passion for life and the same values and and mm-hmm. the understanding and just holding each other's feet for each other's growth. And and that's when I, you know, I totally resonate with you with the aspect of chemistry can be confusing and can also uh, tears away from the truth, like from the true being that is there.
1: Oh, I am so glad that you said all that because people don't realize that um, happy couples who are healthy for each other very often it's that kind of story you see in the romantic comedies one person is attracted the other person isn't and then finally they see the light that happens very often and one way you asked earlier how can people really trust their intuition and really begin to develop it one quick way to kill your intuition power is to have sex too soon put that off just put it off Don't put yourself in compromising positions by going back to his place, her place, having them back to your place. I've said that at least five times in this podcast because it is so important. So think of it this way. Would you make a wise decision if you were drunk you, you wouldn't. Would you sign a document if you were drunk and hadn't read everything? No. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what sex does. It floods your brain with all kinds of hormones, oxytocin, vasopressin. And it it almost as though you're making decisions in a state of mind that is not a state of mind. You're just somewhere else. So that's what sex does to you. Don't do it because it puts... Uh, the foot on the pedal and suddenly you wake up and you realize you've had sex with someone you hardly know or who hardly knows you So mm-hmm. hold off on that Resist that temptation Aho, ho! aho, ho!
0: I totally resonate and I agree with you <laughs> Sex is beautiful and amazing. It's a great uh, it's a great uh, tool um, I would say like a great experience um but definitely when it comes to like dating and we have to we have to honor ourselves and and get to know because it's such a sacred to me sex is so sacred and not just the physical sex but energetic sex everything that we create is so sacred and and to just to just use to not be in that sacred state it's like it it can be very painful and harmful um not good or bad or any like that it's just just create a different reality that may be the, you know, as individual we don't want in our life and definitely,
1: um, take time. Good, good, good. good. Awesome. (laughs) You use the word sacred and that is such a key word. Your body is your temple. It is the boundaries of you and you're in charge of who violates those boundaries. So to go ahead and have sex with someone because, wow, this is a really exciting catch. I can't believe they're with me. You know, Don't do it. Don't go there. Why would you want to do that when you're feeling high, excited, when your brain's been hijacked by your hopes and and hoping that this person's going to heal your hurts and heal your lack of self-confidence? Don't do that. That's not what sex is. Sex is what comes after you've made a connection. And over time, give your relationship time. Anybody can look good in two weeks, but give it more time.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with all of us in the audience and your practical tools that people can start putting into practice before Valentine's Day
1: and Valentine's Day and after Valentine's. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you very, very much because it's... It's a privilege. Uh, I I don't know how else to convey that. So if your listeners and viewers have learned things, once again, please go to my website, lovevictory.com. Sign up. And in the top right, just take a look at the intuition workshops because they probably could help you. And thank you again. And happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Happy Valentine's
0: Day. Thank you so much, and thank you, audience, for joining us today to another incredible, amazing episode at Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn how to master our love life, our relationship, and our sexuality. See you next time.